0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up with Jenny and Friends. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I'm very excited for the show today. I have my buddy Buzz joining me to co host. And if you have not seen this man, if you have not discovered him on TikTok yet, I encourage you to go and follow him on TikTok. His videos are phenomenal, he is a fabulous storyteller. Buzz, welcome to the show.
1: Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very, very excited. Uh, right off the top, I will I will say the TikToks got me hundred percent hooked. And I'm just I'm just looking for your for your page now, but shout out your page.
1: On TikTok, it is BuzzFunk at BuzzFunk.
0: BuzzFunk. And the first video I saw of yours. i must have laughed about 10 minutes straight was the video you did about you were arranging a charcuterie board for your wife
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and it it, it had this sort of very empathetic you know very lovely tone to it and we go into the story about how this this man was rude to you and all you could think of was to just bless him with like a a little superpower that he he would fall in love with with skateboarding and and you took us on yeah as the as the watchers the viewer you took us on this beautiful trail of being so lovely and empathetic towards this human who was miserable to you and you just you know it was like almost like a prayer like i just pray for his soul that he yeah, yeah. loves this skateboarding and then we get to the end of the video and it was like and i hope he breaks and fall, falls and breaks his neck <laughs>
1: Eyes alone with children that hate him. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was a fun. The crazy thing about that, that video is what, like, before that, my videos got like 250 views, almost like two a video. Mm. It'd be like 250, 252, 251, 249. It was almost like, exactly. And then, <clears throat> and then that video, obviously, it blew up it blew up and it was, it was just this throwaway video. Like, Oh, I'm going to make this thing for my wife. I like making these videos. And that was a cool thing I had resolved. I'm just, I like making these. And if 250 people watch them like, okay, I like making these. And about a month later, that video did what it did found you and found a lot of people. And, um, it's been, that's been really fun, man being able to engage with that many people is dreamy, just dreamy.
0: I bet. And I I bet it's a lot of time and communication too. And, you know, answering people's messages and and getting back to their comments and things like that. It's probably time consuming too, that many people.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to answer every single comment. And at the beginning I was, I was like, just spending like hours and it was just exciting and fun because I would, I'd never, um, I'd never had any kind of response like that from anything I've ever created. And so I was just so charged and um, replied to thousands of comments, man, like just, it was so exciting. And then I, I kind of hit my comment threshold. And so every now and then when I check like all the notifications, I'll see a new, um, I'll see a comment that, oh, that's clever, I'll respond to that or whatnot. Or if it's on one of the videos with way fewer comments, then yeah, I love to engage. And yeah, that, that's, that was super exciting.
0: What was that initial feeling for you when that video hit? Was it like immediate excitement or was it like, whoa, this is a little overwhelming? How did you, because I've I've talked to a few friends who've had similar experiences and they each say something different. I'm wondering how it played out for you.
1: Well, I had one video. <clears throat> I do edit a video like maybe six months ago or something, and it got like a million views. And oh, wow. it was it wasn't really so much because of my commentary, but it was this video of this high school marching band that put one of their kids in this like human gyroscope. So they're drumming and they're just flipping and spinning. And so it's visually a very cool thing to watch. And so that video just got really, it it had a lot of views. And so that was really fun, but it wasn't anywhere near the same engagement. And the, the views were the result of somebody else's creativity. And so it didn't really, uh, I think I went from like maybe 400 followers to like 2,000 followers because of that video. And that was rad. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I can do live videos now if I want. And so, and then every now and then a video would get 10,000 views maybe. And so I had a couple and that was super exciting. And when I made that one, I think that night I told Beth, I was like, dude, this that video is already at 20,000 views. This is this is so fun. Look at that. And then in the morning, it was like 200,000. And then every time we checked, it was up another like couple thousand. And like, I think on day two, I was like, this thing's going to hit a million views. And then it's just kept going. And so it was kind of a gradual realization that like, this is exciting. Wow, this is happening. And I think I was super excited. I was like, I got 10,000 followers. This is amazing. Never thought that would happen, especially since like a month before, I'd kind of went, all right, I just make videos because I like it. Uh, no, I'm not gonna have an audience, you know, it's it's what it is. So when that started happening, it was just this excitement and uh, and then, as it just kept on going, mm. it, it was just this phenomenon, like it was just this unbelievable validation of like, hey, I had a good idea. This is really, really cool. And I think probably, you know what my favorite part of it has been is people that duet it because I get to watch somebody's reaction to, I mean, uh, likes and views are cool, but like people will comment this was fun or whatever, but the duetting, it's like, I just get to watch this explosion of laughter on somebody's face and, that feels amazing. And so that's been my favorite part is watching the duets. And so, um, so yeah, it was a blast, super exciting. And, um, and even, you know what, you know what's fun though is I calibrated because that thing has like tens of thousands of comments. And so Mm -hmm. like, which is just amazing. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. It's just so, so cool. But then some of the other videos I've posted, I mean, every time I would log into TikTok, when that video was blowing up, I would have like 300 new comments. And so it was like, wow, this is so fun. And then, I mean, and it would happen like that, like every hour I would log in and it would be that. And then since then, you know, some of my videos, it's like now they're maybe 5,000 views, which I still get excited about. Like I posted a video today and it's probably around 4,000 views, something like that, but I but that's still awesome and when I log in and I have five comments I'm like oh sweet five comments and so I didn't calibrate to where it's like well this is not important or special now it was like it still feels like that even just when like a strain like you invited me to this and it was like that's awesome it's just so fun so yeah it's been really neat you know what if you have another question you can interject because I'll
0: this is great i think what i I love is that that you can really tell that you're doing it because it's something you enjoy doing and you're passionate about you're not going into it with a mindset like okay i want to i want to get a b and c out of it or i'm looking for a deal or i'm looking for you know a a company to do this or connect with or you know i'm looking to make money or you're just Mm -hmm. doing it because you like to make the videos and it's fun and 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 it just so happens that everybody else in like the whole entire world loves what you do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That has been so interesting, man. But yeah, that one, here's the neat thing though, because once like that burst, like out of, you know, however many people follow me a lot, like a hundred thousand or more than that. And so it's still like relatively small creator in relation to like where some people are at, but that alone just feels like oh my gosh that's more than i ever expect i was excited to get to a thousand so i could do a live if i wanted right so but of those like whatever say just a hundred thousand of those there's probably i don't know at least forty thousand that don't even remember why they followed me if they looked Mm. through their follower list they would they'd go why did i follow this guy (laughs) and then if they clicked on my page they might see that charcuterie "Oh, oh he's a charcuterie guy But like, so out of all those followers, you get like this, like little hub, which might be a thousand people or four or 5,000 people that are like with you, you know, they're going to watch everything and that's cool. It's like, that's manageable. You know, if you have like a few thousand people, then you can over time, see all of their pages and like their videos and get to know their own ideas. And so that's pretty exciting because- I mean, as fun as it is that millions of strangers that I'll never see or meet like liked yes. an idea that I had, that's really that's a neat thing. But yeah. the engagement with a few people that I've kind of gotten to know and like, now yeah. I really like them. And um, I, you know what's exciting is when somebody that you've been following or know of, like, follows you. Right. Like they, oh, it's a great video, and then they follow you. Like that's been really yeah you really feel that
0: cool. camaraderie yeah 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 absolutely yes. yeah and that, it's so to your point the engagement I love that because I, I I'm more so present on Instagram myself um, but that's one thing I love I love to focus on is the relationship and the engagement with people so I mean mm-hmm. the people that I interact with almost like on a daily basis you know it's just staying in touch and seeing what everybody's up to and and you know and helping each other out and and being excited for each other and i think one the the thing that initially really not not to just stick to that one video because you have many that are great but for me, initially, what sucked me in was the, the charcuterie because I have um, some friends who are really big into the cooking and all of that. And, okay. and I, I saw the charcuterie board. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to send this to so and so. And then I, I got, you, you took me on this story, this ride. And then, then, then the hit of the, the sarcasm mm-hmm. at the end just got me. And I, and I think I, that's, that's it's such a, a, a craft and an art. Like, and you do it so well you do it so well it's a particular style of humor that can, can if you if you're not good at it <laughs> if it doesn't come naturally to you it can quickly go the other way in a wrong direction <laughs> and people yeah. can can perceive it in a, in, a, in the wrong way um, but you have just mastered it and it's uh, it's really fun to watch you do to do that and to do these videos because Every time you think you're going to go one way, you end up going the other way and it's like I get excited to watch your videos cuz I'm like, "Oh gosh, what's he going to do now? <laughs> Where is he going to take us, you know?"
1: That's exciting and that's so fun to hear that somebody might watch it. One person said um, you're the this was a fun comment. How do you say it? You're the king of wait for it. And I was yeah. like, "Oh. <laughs> I like yeah. that."
0: Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. That's a good way to describe. Have you always been like well, I'll say this funny or like is it something that's developed over time? Like were you a funny kid or were you like have you developed this sort of style of humor over the years or
1: Yeah. Always always an entertainer. Yeah. Always wanted to perform, always wanted to I remember when I was gosh, 7, 6 or 7, my friend Christie's mom said, you are a great joke teller. And like, we were just sitting in her car and I told her this joke, uh, I remember the joke. The joke was, um, I, I didn't make it up, somebody told me, but like, yeah. I said, there was this guy at this baseball game and he's sitting at the on the front row and he hears this guy like 20 rows back, yell, you know, Frank! And the guy turns around he's kind of like looking, doesn't see who's yelling. And then like a minute later, he hears again, Frank! And the guy's in the front row and he turns around and he's looking like, what, what? And a few minutes later, the guy goes, Frank. And the guy turns around and stands up and goes, my name's not Frank. <laughs> and so I heard that as a kid and I was like, oh, I like that joke. And so I told my mom, my friend's mom that, uh, I mean, I told everybody the joke, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it was a seven-year-old joke teller. You And so I remember her affirmation of like, you are such a great joke teller. So and my, I have this amazing family that made me feel so special and so equipped and so um, worthy of mm. to listen to, and um, and so I think I just had really incredible affirmation, and then met some great people along the way that
0: yeah
1: in, that like allowed for weirdness or absurdity and. <laughs> Like my best friend Derek, who I'm trying to get him on TikTok. The guy's an amazing author. He's written like I don't know, 15 books. He's oh he, wow he performed all over the world. He had a amazing a dance troupe, orchestra, choreograph and write music to an hour long poem he wrote. It's just oh this, my
0: gosh, it's, incredible.
1: I'll connect you with him. You'll want to talk to him. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. I'd love that.
1: So, he and I just had this freedom to to just be weird together, and and if 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 you try something and it flops or just fails or you bomb, it's okay because yeah. you get to call Derek and tell him, and then you guys laugh about it. And so there's this <laughs> like, uh, safety net of like fearlessness because even if it even if you look like an absolute fool, um, which happens in comedy, yeah. Um, you get to call Derek and, and process it or he calls me and says, Oh, this was horrible. And, and so, yeah, Sometimes I th-
0: the best point, the best parts come from those moments though, right? Cause you look back and you laugh at them after and you, and then something evolves out of that and you, that becomes another, you know, lifelong joke, you know?
1: Yeah, that certainly can happen. Some of the, some of the pain of it all, you're just like, Oh God, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> ever, ever. Let like, me forget I, that. I, I tried stand-up for a while and I never got good at it. I mean, I had a couple of like great shows
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that. was Everything was clicking. But, yeah. you know, out of the I don't know how many couple hundred shows I, I did or tried to do.
0: Oh, wow. That's a small wow.
1: handful of ones that it was like that was amazing. And but I just never really got good at it. And there was the longest six minutes of my life.
0: Well, it's a, I get to the turkey thing because you're you're at the mercy of a, the crowd, right? We are, I mean, it's in every, every crowd is different.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that like some people like can just own it almost no matter what, but everybody may be still gonna bond sometime, but I just bond all the time. And so I love this medium, this medium that, that kind of TikTok, that evolved on TikTok. Storytelling, yeah. um, I think I, I can't remember if I messaged you or somebody else on this, but the challenge of, I mean, I think when I got on TikTok, there were not even three minute videos. It had to be a minute. Yes. Yeah. So it's like this neat challenge to tell a story, um, make a point, say something hopefully beautiful, say something incredibly witty, but dark, and then a curveball, yeah. like all in a minute. Like, can you do it? And, And that's a fun challenge. And even though I can do longer videos now, I still just want that one minute drill, which forces you to really choose words because sometimes like four syllables will make the difference of like it being a minute or a minute and two seconds.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I love the challenge of it. So yeah, it's so fun.
0: I love also that through the, you know, the journey of watching your videos, you put snippets and different videos of your family life and, and your, your real life and just, you know, how you're really feeling that day and, and Um, I I, I love that you do talk a lot about the, the things that you do at home, like caring for your family, caring for your children, taking care of your wife and doing things around the house. And I, I think that's so lovely to see. And it, and it shows such a dedication to your family mm-hmm. and, and how important it is, you know, for you, for you to do that in your world. But it's also a great reminder for us to do those things for ourselves and our family and the people around us too, because it's it's those little things that really... You know make such a huge difference like just making just making a little charcuterie board for your wife when she comes home yeah, or pouring yeah. her her favorite drink when she comes home or you know doing a load of laundry or or fixing up a particular room in the house that that you right. love and 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 i just it's so lovely to watch that um and and i wonder if you could talk a little bit about that and and where that comes from because it's such a, it's such an investment of love and time. And that really shows. And it's a great, great example.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. Family, man. It's all, it's all for the family at this point in my life. I was a, I don't know how much, you know, but I was a pastor for 20 yeah. years and left it a couple of years ago. I left all of it a couple of years ago and then just kind of worked, now what, and then yeah. right COVID was hitting. My wife is a nurse. And so uh, she had these opportunities to start working full time. And then I was able to work from home. And so then schools got shut down. So I became the primary care parent, just kind of like almost by default in life and love it. Just absolutely love it. And in that lockdown, like I was one of, I was the main person that my children saw for like a year because friends weren't coming over. like my parents didn't even come over for a couple of months. and and so it was just me and my kids. and that was, I mean obviously the pandemic was horrible and a lot of people got hurt. but for for that relationship with my kids, it was this amazing rose growing through the asphalt crack or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just like
0: yeah.
1: to get to be with my kids. And so becoming the primary care parent, and kind of the manager of the house because my wife has a hard job. She's yes. a school nurse. And so she deals with a lot of families with kids that need accommodations. And sometimes those families aren't very loving, I guess. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. She has a hard job. And yeah. so realizing to take part of my time in the day and think about what I get to do to you know bless her or mm. give her just a peace of mind. So sometimes I'll text her, um, hey just you know kids have eaten they've all done their homework so it's like that's just not in her mind Yeah. because before this oh my lord one of the coolest things about all of this becoming the primary care parent was getting to understand what it takes to run a household yeah and like I I've apologized to my wife many times in the last year for uh, things that I maybe said or, or thought when you know I was working and I would come home just like, well, I'm watching the ball game. You do the dishes or whatever it would be. Right. And we were never just like, you serve me, woman. It was never that. Right. But it wasn't, I had no understanding of like how, how to stock a pantry with groceries or how to make a doctor's appointment for my kids or, or what grade my kids were in. Like, I just yeah. didn't pay right. attention. <laughs> like, and so getting sure this it's like, what's that?
0: Pretty sure they go to school somewhere. I
1: think they do. <laughs> um and so so that has been this incredible eye-opening like lesson. Mm. And there's a, a TikToker, um, she's on Instagram too, called That Darn Chat. And um her her overwhelming focus has is about like um well, I mean like down with the patriarchy, but like it's very about uh Domestic labor has value, and Absolutely. here's how to like build um, a, an equality in marriage where you're both contributing at like an equal level. Mm-hmm. And she, a few of her observations, like Jess, were daggers, man. Where I was like, I say that, I do that, I, I don't want to have to think, so I just tell my wife, I'll do it. Just make me a list, and like that, that darn chat uses that a lot. Like, yeah. Oh, just, Oh, have them make you a list. And so the other day, my wife, um, was going out and she's like, what do you need me to get? And I was like, I'll make you a list. And I threw it back <laughs> at her for all the times. And so it, that's been really neat to get to experience it from this side. And even before this, it's like my wife and I have been very active in wanting to surprise each other. know do sweet things for each other yeah Uh, and so we you know like fill fill the other's gas tank up and leave a note by the gas gauge
0: oh i love that
1: things like that that just totally totally part of how we acts of service together yeah so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um so yeah like the charcuterie board stuff like that when she first started working full-time it's so funny because one of the comments a lot of the comments on that one were like, that's not enough food.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like
1: there's like four bites of cheese yeah. or whatever. And um, and I whatever. It's like it's not for them. I yeah, I don't care <laughs> about the comments. But <laughs> when she I when she first started working full time and I was home, I was trying to do something like that for her every day. And one day I made this like fruit platter for her and she came home and it was like kind of this almost awkward thing where she was like, I okay, I'll eat this fruit. And then after, like, we kind of talked about it a little while later. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why I thought you wanted to come home and have 50 bites of fruit. Like <laughs> I put so much fruit <laughs> on this platter for her. And like, she was kind of like confused by it. Like are people coming over? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you baby? And I got you dips and all this different stuff. And so I've kind of had to like refine Like there were times I'd have fun and it was just like, we don't I don't need like 20 options to dip in this cheese sauce like what <laughs> and and so the charcuterie board was me kind of like it's honing in it's like found that rhythm and so it's so funny when people are like that's not enough I wouldn't even want it it was like well <laughs> how much cheese do you want my wife to eat when she comes home from work like what what's this comment section for so yeah or um, or
0: alternatively how much cheese do you do 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 you eat? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Three blocks of Velveeta. Okay. All right. There you go. So yeah, it's there's, I mean, but my, the, my wife is such a incredible support and she has, she does not want an audience. She does not care about any of that. And so, I mean, she'll be in videos with me or if I, Hey, can you make this thing? You want to do this bet with me or whatever, but she doesn't want any of that and so like it it, all the excitement I have about it she's very supportive like amazing came home from work a few days ago and before I even asked her how her day she's she just looked at me and said what happened on TikTok today and she doesn't care about it but she sees just how fun it is for me so she's invested in it just through me yeah like the stuff that i paint on the walls or yes. bolt to our living room you know it's like <laughs> yes. or this that that's an upside down piano i was just gonna say is that TV. where's
0: the piano one because yeah. i remember i remember seeing a video where you yeah. affixed a piano to your wall <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: incredible
1: yeah, oh my gosh and even so i made this piano for beth in for Christmas of 1998, we met and then got engaged a few weeks later, and oh, wow. then got married a few months later. Oh wow! So, and so uh, we got married in January of '99, and so I gave this to her for Christmas of '98. Bought this thing from a thrift store and tore it apart and just collaged it. All of these are pictures of us and that's an E.E. Cummings book that we both liked and all kinds of photocopies of notes we wrote to each other. And it's not like quality work. It's just, if you saw I mean, it's beautiful and it's fun, but like, it's anyway, and it's just Elmer's glue on there. There's no like, it's a memory of moments. Yes. And I'm still adding to it.
0: It's so fun.
1: Like I'll make a friend and I'll throw their picture on there. And so (laughs) like when I told her I'm going to hang that upside down from the roof, and like <laughs> dad and i it's just like oh that'll look cool yeah <laughs> and, and still so yeah. like she's this amazing person who just i don't think she's ever like shot down an idea that i had for the house the first house we ever bought we put swings in the living room it had an a frame
0: oh my it's gosh it's fun
1: swings in there and it got to the point where it was like okay you got to see if you can like swing and get both your knees to touch all the way on the ceiling over here and and so we had dents in the ceiling from where our <laughs> smashed into it. And so she's always just been like like do whatever. Like she and yeah. doesn't complain have something. that freedom. It's so amazing.
0: Just to be creative and and yeah. be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> I think that's such a it's a, such a special thing to have. Especially as, as an adult, if you can allow yourself that space to be creative, to be funny, to have that freedom. Um, It's certainly that's what this show certainly does for me. I have a very stressful few jobs. I have actually I run a few businesses and I'm a therapist during the day. Um, And this show is completely different from my therapy life. And it's just allowed me to have this creative outlet and to make a different kind of group of friends and And to joke around and to have a good time and to laugh and to be silly and to be funny. And, you know, it's just, it's freedom is the best way I can describe it.
1: Yeah. The thing that has been really neat for me and uh, earlier I I referenced the validation that comes with Mm -hmm. so many people going, we like your idea because I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor when I was born, and he was a pastor pretty much my entire life, except for this couple of years where he had a private therapy practice in between like churches. And so I just grew up in it and was really in. And so there are a lot of parts of my humor that were dormant and suppressed. And maybe like five people, like my family and a few friends, uh, knew that like cussing didn't bother me, or yeah. being really crass, or really horrifically mean, you know, for humor for was humor, fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not welcome in the church, you know. It's mm. welcome in like a small pocket. You can find a group of people,
0: yeah.
1: But I was a preacher for twenty years, and so you can't, you. you like you got to be so careful. Yeah, absolutely. And and even having left it a couple of, like just over two years ago, I am just now comfortable to go, here's me, here's the humor. I don't like, I don't care about language. I don't care about mocking this or that, or being irreverent. And so at first I was very reserved to do that because I was like, I know the phone calls that are going to come in. I know the emails I'm going to get. And a lot of people will um mask here's I, I, I say they mask curiosity as concern they mm. will call oh, yeah, that's a very you know, good way to put it yeah or I um I've just you've been on my heart is what they'll say as a yeah. Christian sermon, so they yeah. go uh you've been on my heart I'm just concerned just want to check in on you and it was like we you don't know we didn't know each other like why are you calling me and they just kind of want to get the the yeah it's their own assessment of how they
0: feel, their reaction to you being authentically you, that makes them uncomfortable. And so now they want to, you know, displace that onto you and, mm-hmm. and, and make it sort of something's wrong with you. And really, mm-hmm. it's their own assessment of them feeling uncomfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. with something that, <laughs> that is, is foreign to them, maybe a, an inauthentic trait within themselves
1: sure yeah quite possibly um a therapist told me once um the things you don't like in other people are the things you don't like about yourself
0: mm.
1: <laughs> and, and I was like I was like no sure, sure. and and like I was complaining about a friend or somebody I worked with that was a perfectionist mm. and that's when he said it he said well the stuff you don't like in other people is stuff you don't like about yourself and I was like I'm not a perfectionist like what and I looked at my life and I was like, shit, I'm a perfectionist. This sucks. (laughs) I did not know. I was like, you ruined my life, bro, with telling me this. And And so, yeah, like there's some of that, but then it's a creepy feeling to think somebody's calling you for one thing. And then you get halfway into this conversation. You're like, they just want the like the intimacy. They want the access. They want the inside, you know, my mind Mm. that sorted out in my own mind. Mm. And so I've gotten, um, I've gotten better. Mm
0: -hmm. So now
1: when people will reach out, I will just say, um, what will we be discussing? And then like at the beginning of a conversation, sometimes I'll go, Hey, real quick, can you just let me know the conversation that we're having? Is this where you want me to explain myself? You are going to challenge if I tell you, this is what I think. You're going to go oh, no this is why I think differently cuz I don't care but I don't want to have that conversation. Yeah yeah if you yeah, have yeah. Questions that's fine but I'll just say you need to define what conversation we're having right now. And I've that's helped quite a bit and that's actually even stopped some conversations from ha- happening so that's an interesting thing to have been a pastor for so long and then now kind of like revealing hey this is who I've always been. Yeah. yeah. I tried to force myself to be this other thing for you guys. And it was authentic for a while for sure. But um so yeah, like the, time and a
0: place. There's the time the, and a place oh, and
1: yeah. yeah. so I'm just now free to yeah. go. I, I'll say it all. I don't care. I don't love it. I, I'm ready for those phone calls. And so when and I think that the response to that video was super helpful yeah. because it was like Yeah, it's one thing if you like alienate a ton of people from your life for like 200 people watching your video and it's like, oh man. (laughs) And it's like, I shouldn't need the permission of the masses agreeing to to be comfortable (laughs) with who I am. But as a wildly insecure person, it makes a difference. But it It helps.
0: helps. Yes,
1: (laughs) And the great thing
0: now is when people come to you with their problems, you can just say, I don't care.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dude, so I, the interesting thing, man, like I, cause having left it, I, I left Christianity as, yeah. as a whole, like I, I, I walked away from all of it. And, um, and so, but while I, even while I was a pastor, I think my favorite thing about having left it is when I go into a new community now, like I do a lot of rock climbing with my son at this indoor oh, gym, nice. not too far away. And so I go into this community and I meet people, obviously we're the same you love people you're gonna meet talk to somebody at the supermarket or whoever yeah um and and this is the first time in my life in my whole life that I will go into a community this rock climbing gym and just get be excited to get to know these people without anywhere in the back of my mind kind of hoping that they become a christian right right hoping that they maybe come visit my church that's not there and it's so it's this pure, like, drug of just, like, you're a person, I'm a person, tell me about you, and, like, let's mutually exchange this life experience, yeah. and there's no agenda in my mind, except for just, if you seem to be kind, I'm in with you, and so that has just been such a cool thing, because for years, yeah. my my mind would be I'm different than other Christians. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to judge you. And I want to welcome you. And so it was kind of like this. I felt like being a pastor was this thing I had to overcome with relation in relationships. Um, one guy, the owner of the CrossFit Gym, I was part of, he even told me before I knew you, I didn't know pastors were real people, you know, because <laughs> right. This- <laughs> I wouldn't there was no judgment, or I would just say something that he wouldn't think a pastor was supposed to say, or I would cuss or whatever. And so Um, So, yeah, it's exciting to get to just be comfortable as me, full me. Yeah,
0: yes, I love that. I love that. I love that. It's such an amazing thing. And, And freedom is a big part of my life and my practice and you know, my, my message is you have to be free to be yourself. And so now that we know that y- you are, you're, you have a little bit of freedom and that you don't mind cussing, you have a little bit of a dark humor and some sarcasm in you, what, pray tell, is the dirtiest joke you know?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> all right. So if here- you wanna tell it. I do, I do. Okay. Um, there's a fun story <laughs> with this joke too, because Um, I didn't write it. This is not my joke. I don't know where it came from.
0: Not a real life experience. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, this is just, and so somebody told me this joke once. Okay. And then a friend of mine, his band was traveling and they said, Hey, can we stay with you, you know, for a day or two? I was of course. So his band came, they'd stayed with us a couple of times and I was like, okay, I got these people for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to tell them this joke over three days. (laughs) And and so I had this plan. And and so the joke is about this um, this Irish guy, McGregor, and he's always in this bar, and you know, he he tells somebody, yeah, do you see? I can't really do an accent. "Um, do you see the the pier? The pier out there. I built the pier with my own hands. I drove every pylon into the sea, and nobody calls me McGregor the pier builder. Nobody. And so I, I told these the band, I, I was like, yeah. Isn't that a weird conversation this guy had in the bar? Just like nobody calls me McGregor the pier builder. And then I just let it die, the conversation. And everybody was like, what the Odd. hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like eight hours later, I went, oh, yeah. So one time um, McGregor was like, did you see the cobblestone street? I laid every stone myself. My hands are arthritic because I laid every single stone with my own hands. But nobody calls me McGregor, the street builder. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, this is from before. Mm-hmm. And the next day I did like another one of like the fence builder. And then like the third day I, I said, there was one more. I said something like, um, and do you know the temple? The temple? that we all worship in. Did you know I built it? And nobody calls me McGregor the temple builder. But you fuck one goat. <laughs> and so it's a great joke. It's a great joke. And then I stumbled into like getting to tell it <laughs> over a weekend was just this such a gift to kind of like get to stretch it out over three days every time i start talking about it it was just this confusion because i didn't tell him there's a punchline. it was just i would oh yeah one time he said this and so it was just so that's i don't know if it's my dirtiest joke it's probably my favorite thing that i write um oh i love it there was um this isn't that this is not really dirty but um just i haven't really done anything with this since i have left preaching let's do it (laughs) i got i got lost in rome once i was traveling um so right when i met my wife uh Mm -hmm. beth i i i I met her once like in like when i was home for christmas break
0: did you meet her at a party once too did you do a video about
1: that where you met at a party i met her at a bar at a bar Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, okay and um so we met and then I came home for the summer and we met like the first day I was got back. Hey, I remember you. And it was on from there, but I was going to Europe in in like two weeks for a majority of the summer. And so, but in that couple of weeks I was home, we were just like, Oh, so this is real. Like we're in love, right? Like this is everything. And so then I was like, I don't want to go to Europe. Like this is, I want to stay with you, but I go to Europe and like, every chance I got, I looked for a phone to call her and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to use the phone. So it was all collect. And this is pre-cell phone. This is like right. 90s. Yeah. And so our um, phone bill was more than my round trip airfare to Europe and back. I think oh it beat it by God. $6. Because And so when she, when that phone bill came oh in, gosh. her mom brought it into her and was like, I am not paying for this. And <laughs> like, I got it. And so I was, um, <laughs> I was with my travel mates that, um, and when I travel, I am, ai am, I'm fun to travel with cause I'm gonna make you laugh and I'm going to find some adventure, but yeah. I'm not booking a hotel. I don't know how to use a bus. I don't like <laughs> that's all on everybody else. Yeah, so I right. long for the ride when it comes to that. And so we're at the Spanish steps in Rome and, um, I, they, we get separated. Oh, because I went to find a phone to call Beth. Right. And so then, like I don't know where they went. I have we have no way to get in touch with each other. I don't. All I knew is that the hostel we were staying at was like a block from the train station. So I was like, if I can get to the train station, I can walk a block in every direction until I find it. And so I see this dude, kind of this big dude with like a like a sports jacket with a little crest and a walkie-talkie on his shoulder. And so security or something. And I walk up and I said, hey. Um, do you know how to get to the train station? And he only speaks whatever they speak in Rome. Is that Spanish? The Queen's uh, Spanish? Sure, yep. Roman, yep. Roman. Mm-hmm. Italian, big Latin. Italian. Yep. Latin. And so um, <laughs> and I think he just communicated with hieroglyphics on a wall. I don't it's,
0: know. Yeah, and then and there's so, like a, an arrow with a dart. And yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and
1: so I was like train station. And then I was like, earlier I'd seen one of my travel mates speak Spanish to an Italian and they were, it was fine. Mm, you know, okay. they were So it was like Interchangeable. Um, <laughs> a donde estacion de train, and he was like, <laughs> oh, and he starts giving me all these directions, and I was like, nombre de calle, like name the street, and it, I was like, this what? <laughs> probably not gonna be how I get to the train station. And then he's like, mm, minute, and it goes to his walkie talkie and and he um calls somebody and he's like one moment and then these two other dudes show up one is in the same kind of jacket and then one's in street clothes and they go we'll take you and i was like oh and we get to this like car like a little lay car you know one Hmm. of those European, like smaller than a mini. little mr bean ones and yeah and i'm thinking like i know i am not supposed to get in this car with these dudes like a (laughs) hundred percent like these are strangers i'm in this Foreign, country, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I get in the car, I'm like, well, whatever. And then I'm in the back and I'm totally like planning like my Jason Bourne moment. If it, if I'm like, if they start going down like a country road or something, <laughs> something like, I'm going to elbow this guy, I'm going to choke this guy, and I'm going <laughs> to kick this guy. And then there was this one moment, and this is the reason I wanted to tell you this whole story is, um, when I told this story for years as a pastor or a preacher or speaking for youth or camp somewhere conference I would say then we drove past uh down the street and there were these two women walking into a club and one of them said something and then turned around to me and said hot chicks and uh what he really said was nice tits but like you can't say that in a sermon and so I abridged (laughs) That for 20 years I edited the story and just said that these guys said "hot chicks," and uh, but what really happened? And so I'm thinking about the TikTok I want to make where I talk about <laughs> having edited myself in the story. But here's a real story. Uh-huh. So the guy says, "Um, it was like boche bella, which or something like that. Which boche balls, like, is this game you play?" Oh, you yeah, play yeah, ball yeah. Ball. yeah, 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 the bocce balls. balls, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so that's the slang that these people had and so these that's guys that's the old- slang that's the slang for tits is much well yeah because it was like bocce bella or something okay. like that okay and like, uh-huh. um so these guys don't speak english but they knew how to say nice tits right and <laughs> I so i that. said um i said Come much do you say nice tits and they were like and i think they said like boche whatever and i was like me gusta boche like hey like i like nice tits too and so we have this like moment where it was like I was like oh I'm gonna be fine these guys aren't gonna hurt me we're we're in this nice tit loving community I'm not gonna end
0: up naked and alone somewhere in a forest no no
1: (laughs) I'm leaving I'm leaving Rome with all my organs yeah this is gonna there's no bathtub of ice in my future and so they take me to the train station and then they get out and the first guy I speak with I stand up out of the car in front of him and he looks at me and he says friend And I was like, yes. And I hug him and I find my hostel. And so like, it's not like a dirty story at all. It's relatively tame. So good, yeah. But like for 20 years, I didn't (laughs) get to actually tell the story. And so this is probably the first time publicly I've ever actually, you know, to not just a group of friends or something because I I would have been... (laughs) <laughs> i would have been nervous like somebody in my church is going to see this and then i'm gonna have to because dude they oh man those people were fucking nutso sometimes <laughs> we well, have yeah, yeah. one little wrong thing one little thing and they, like one time i referred to god as he or she or it mm-hmm. and they tried to get me fired man they, they lost they, their shit they, after me they lost their shit mm. and then um
0: it was interesting because uh, if I can just just jump in for two seconds here, is interesting because and I we briefly spoke about it um, the other day is that we don't really cover like a lot of like politics or religion heavily on the show. We, we touch on it here and there, but but I had this conversation w- with a friend the other day is uh, you know talking about I'm a Christian and <clears throat> talking about how I my my um, place in all of that is is my relationship with God is just between me and him, so I don't I don't impose my thoughts or feelings on anyone else, and I appreciate that other people have their own thoughts and feelings on things. And you know, there is no necessarily right or wrong um, way to be a Christian, um, you know, in a general sense of the term. Um, But for me, it's just about my relationship with God. So when you say things like that and say that, you know, people came after you for for saying, you know, he, she, it, whatever. It's just like, you know, it's not about who's standing up in front of you when you go to Church. It's not about the person who's standing to the left or the right of you. You're there to have this relationship with God with with the understanding that you have of what religion encompasses to you and not not really necessarily religion as an institution but but really that relationship and 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 so it's phenomenal to to hear you say that and to, to think that people, because it's it's almost a contrast of what a Christian is <laughs> and, and, and accepting people for who they are and then going after someone for saying something different.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it is it's strange. And you said something earlier and I had a thought last night when I was laying in bed and it was actually a thought that I went, oh God, I hope I don't forget this, but I'm too tired or high to like actually <laughs> write it down. Like, <laughs> But I remembered it. And I think some of the times where people would push back on that or like it went like in seminary when I went, oh, so Moses didn't write the Torah, like, oh, my whole life I was told this, but like there's an account of his own death and there's accounts of like whatever. He didn't write it all. And so or any of that, I don't know, whatever. But there are people that would be like, no, like God, God healed my marriage. Moses had to have written it. Like there's no room for critical thinking or mm-hmm. no room for, for, for some people, um, mm-hmm. for like To challenge the thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. To challenge it or to kind of go, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to adhere to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so, and if they see somebody else that has a little bit more leniency in their theology,
0: mm-hmm.
1: th- there's like an insecurity of like, well, wait, if that goes, like I, my off-ramp of Christianity was like 15 years long. And yeah, so we were small incremental. And I think that there were times, this is the thought I had last night. Mm-hmm. There were times that I would walk, my dad was a pastor. And so there was times where I was, I took over my dad's church when he retired. And so we worked together for a long time. And I would walk into his office and I would say like, so dad, do you think like the Garden of Eden is a literal place? It's not a poem. It's not a allegory. It's, it was a literal place. And he would go, yes. And then I would push back and go, but come on. Like, where is it? We have Google Earth. Where is it? Like, we should be able to see it, right? (laughs) And and then like, oh, you think Jonah was really? And it was like, I would push into him. Mm -hmm. And like, I would, at the time I thought like, I don't understand why he's so steadfast on that. And last night was the first time I went, oh, I think I was, the frustration was really with me because I was, I thought, well, something's wrong with me since I don't believe those things. Mm. And so like me pushing back on my dad, I wanted to see him waver with, because of a thought or a fact or whatever to give me like, oh, it's okay that I don't get this. And so when I would encounter people that would be so faithful to it all, there would be a part of me that was like, I just don't belong because that's not me. Mm. And there was a, a real discomfort in that and wanting other people to kind of go, you're right. It doesn't make sense. And then finally it got to the point where it was like, Oh, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. It's for my dad and my mom. And like, I adore their faith because they are loving and they embrace people and they're, I mean, they raised me relatively conservative christians but like they're going to like they live in this small little mountain town and there's like a gay community up there that Mm -hmm. has this like potluck once a month and my parents got invited and they're like hell yeah we're going to that and so like (laughs) they're friends so it's like there's no judgment in them
0: love that and so their faith
1: is is beautiful Mm -hmm. and but for me it was this really interesting thing last night to go that frustration was with me feeling inadequate and i had Mm. never like been able to name that until last night when i was just laying there so um so yeah yeah it's been an interesting departure but Mm -hmm. one so um can i can i yeah yeah. so so one there was this guy named paul who used to come to my church um i've spoken with him since i've stopped pastoring but he's very into the arts and he has this collection of crosses i think he has like four thousand crosses some of them are made out of like matchsticks that like prisoners made in oh, wow. jail or toothpicks or whatever some are made out of I like probably
0: represented some of those people
1: <laughs> you may have <laughs> you may have um he like had a uh, crosses from the crusades he had crosses that oh, were wow. made out of like animal <clears> horn <throat> and he had i think it was a cross with buddha on it and like he's hanging <laughs> all these crosses and he comes into my office and he goes do you want to approve every cross? And I was like, what are you you talking about? And I thought, well, I know that there's some people that don't like to see a crucifix with Christ represented because they're like, he's not on the cross. He's off the cross. We don't want to see him on the cross. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He goes, well, there's this one that has Buddha on the cross. And I said, well, what's the story? And he tells me the story. I think it was Japan there was a small window where Japan was open to like Catholic missionaries. And so the the Catholics went into Japan and they were trying to tell people about Jesus, about God. And, but it was like, Buddhism was like the, like the, the government, the, it was Mm. just culture. And so these missionaries, they made, I think they made 200 of these crosses where they put Buddha on the cross to, to represent, to say, Um, you can hang this in your house because it's the Buddha. Hmm. But what we're telling you is that God does this sacrifice through. And so they had Buddha on the cross as the representation of like the, the outward work, the outworking of God on this planet. And so I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah, That's great. It's this really creative way to share this message with people that otherwise wouldn't ever get to hear and so these crosses are up and then I think on the fourth week uh, everybody loves these crosses and so I mean he probably displayed like 400 crosses and one of the final weeks I bring him up for an interview and I was like hey let's walk through some of these crosses and he's showing us these slides and telling us stories and, and then that one comes up I said now tell me about this one and people left the church even though this cross has been displayed on our wall for like a month when they saw buddha on the cross even when they heard the explanation they they were like no not interested like we're out of here they wrote this letter and there was this one couple um, they called the church once and said hey we're calling to get service times we're going to come on sunday God sends us to churches to shut churches down.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, well, all right. And so that Sunday, <laughs> this couple came and they sat in the dead front row. And I was like, okay, I know who they are. All right, I, you, you just, the vibe fit. And you didn't so, make them
0: a fruit board, did you?
1: Uh, no, no, okay, no okay. <laughs> but I did some fruit boards at the church a couple of times. And so they, but they showed up, they were great. They were nice. They were loving. They were very supportive. One time they, they um, asked me for a meeting. They came into my office and they just said, uh, we feel like we're supposed to financially bless you and your family every month. And so we're going to give you, it was like hundred bucks a month or something like that. So we're just going to give you a check. This is not our tithe. This is above our tithe. And I called like my mentors and I was like, can I take this? Like what, what is this? And they were like, <laughs> absolutely. If they want to send your wife and you to a hotel or a dinner, like yes, that's okay. Don't expect it. Don't manipulate people to get sure. it. But yeah. mm-hmm. And so they had given me my check for the month. They, whatever, they just mail it to me. So I had it. And then I think I got it on Friday or Saturday. That Sunday was when we talked about the cross that Monday, they came to my office and they were like, we are out of here. This is blasphemous. This is whatever. And then I was like, do I go cash this check real quick?
0: Like, is there a money money around?
1: I still have it, but like, and I was like, Will they see that I cashed it after they told me that they no longer respected me? Or and so I was like, I don't know what to do here. And and like I told another pastor, like, I said, Hey, if that couple ever asks you for a meeting, I said, take the meeting that like they would they wanted to also maybe give you money and just say blessing here right. you go and so and i think they were the only every now and then uh, like an envelope with some money would show up in my box or whatever but that was very rare and this is the only family that ever did this for me and so um on a consistent <laughs> basis and so it's not like i was like you know fr- flying on a private jet or anything yeah yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah um and so um this when they were upset on that Sunday with the Buddha cross, they, <laughs> yeah. on Monday, they called my associate pastors mm-hmm. and asked for a meeting. He was like, Hey, they, they want a meeting. And I was like, Oh, take it. <laughs> thinking that they were coming in and they laid into him for an hour and a half. And afterwards he was like, that's the worst meeting ever. They're leaving the church. They're furious and they're going to have a meeting with you. And, and I was like, oh, I thought they were going to give you some money, bro. Like <laughs> I didn't know. So they were out, man. They were a keyboard so oh weird about the stuff that they hung on to and i didn't cash the check that last one you
0: didn't you did
1: it didn't. I like,
0: you know what? you, you should have shellacked it and put it on the piano
1: i i wonder if i still have it somewhere like it might be around but i should have that should be on the piano but yeah i don't know i maybe i should have but i think i was like they they wouldn't give it to me today I was like, I'm just going to let him have it. Oh,
0: gosh. I, oh, that's good. You know, my my thought process is I believe what I believe, and whatever you believe or you like to do, I love that for you. That's my take on it. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I just sort of step aside from religion a little bit, but like, so I'm a vegan, but I have a lot of friends who are not only meat eaters, but they're, they're hunters and fishermen and, you know, um, and, and it's not something I would do, but I love it for them. I love that they have something that they love. And sometimes I'll get pictures, like they'll send me pictures. And be like, I just shot this. And I'm like, that's amazing! Yeah, right,
1: right, right. <laughs> and sad, uh,
0: but okay. I'm like, you know, the poor soul <laughs> yeah. just went for a nice stroll, and woo, he's dead. <laughs> but, but I love that for them, you know. And I'm excited for them that they're excited about it because it brings something to their life that brings them joy. Yeah. And what I love about some of your your videos, especially on Instagram lately is um you touch a little bit on mental health and and where you're at just as an individual with that and it's so real and so authentic and it's really like the message is really simple and clear and it's like you know what hey i'm kind of feeling in a little bit of a low spot right now and this is kind of what i tend to do when i'm in the low spot maybe you're different um so I might not post for a few days and this is just how, how I deal with it. And I think that's so beautiful because I think a lot of people go through those ups and downs and everybody processes it differently. Everybody, you know, navigates it differently. And I love that you shared that. And, and maybe you can touch a little bit on that, about where you, where your boundaries lie with, you know, giving that, sharing that piece of you in your life.
1: Yeah. That that is an interesting thing. Like, um, how much do you share of yourself? Yeah. How much of your family do you do you put out there? How much? Like, my son, uh, he's twelve. Got me on TikTok. He's the one who's dad. You should get on TikTok. I think you'd like it. And I think we all have to thank it. him. Big shout so, out to your son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he he's got a TikTok account, and it's it's very it's like fifty people um, followers. And the only reason I have not put him on blast on my account is because I don't trust these people, not yeah. with my son, you yeah. know? And so like- I don't blame you. Yeah, and, so, and it kills me because I would love for him to have 2000 followers. He would love it. It would be so fun for him. Yeah. But I, I kind of go, I don't know how to, to negotiate that and feel like- I'm Well, well it's,
0: it can be overwhelming for adults- so for kids you know yeah i don't blame you
1: i was telling him i was like it said people are gonna they're mean man and he said i i don't care i said but if they're saying mean things about me or mom i said that's gonna sting in a different way it takes yes. a while to work through that and so when i think about like what parts of me do i put online so that gyroscope video that yeah. I, the one that um had like whatever a million views six months ago or whenever it was mm-hmm. um I was so excited about that response, like, and and you know, getting a few thousand followers, and one, and I'm watching this video, and I say, like, I want to know who approved a human gyroscope for this marching band. <laughs> I want to know who said yes, and I want to hang out with those people, you know, just like somebody in the room was like, "What if we put our kid on his... a da, da 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 da," and like administration said yes. I feel like I've been surrounded in my life when people say no, like I go, mm-hmm. Hey, what about this? And they're like, no, won't work. No, won't work. And it was like, they these things exist. Somebody's doing it. How come yeah. we can't. And so I, in this video, I was like, I want to know who said yes. I want to hang out with these people. And a bunch of the comments are like, what's up with this like old dude wanting to hang out with high school kids. And, and I was like, no, no, I, I want to hang out with the people who said yes. And I told my yeah. wife, I was like, hey, here's the video I want to make. And I think I even made it and showed it to her. And it was about like, well, this is what I meant. But hell yeah, I want to hang out with these high school kids. I want to tell them they're great. I want to pump them up. I want to. And, and my wife went, the problem is that's your heart. And I don't mm-hmm. think you want to give your heart to these people. Like, don't put your heart on the internet, Buzz. And mm-hmm. so. Like, and she was right in that regard, because yeah. it was like, I was trying to address this critique from a, it could have been like an 11 year old, you know, like, yeah. what? you know, it's right. like, um, but I'm sensitive. Like I had a homeless person yeah. tell me once that I needed to wash my car and it hurt. Like, I was like, oh <laughs> man, like, right. I'm not oh living right. God. Did you tell and him so, your dad was bigger than his dad? <laughs> I don't know that that was true. He, uh, and so, so like, I. I've had to kind of like go, okay, here's where I put the comments, the good ones, the bad ones, I got to put them all in the same place. Because if you live on the good ones, then you're going to die with the bad ones. And I just want to go, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. And I've even learned to like, look at the, the super negative ones and just either gaslight them or (laughs) pretend like I don't understand what they're saying, or just completely like say something, Totally different. Like, no, I I don't like basketball. And they're like, I'm not talking about basketball. I'm saying you're dumb or whatever. (laughs) Right. And so, like, when I think about like what parts of me do I give, because I've barely, barely Mm. done any processing of my exit from Christianity,
0: Mm, because
1: I did not want to end up on just deconstructionist TikTok. Sure. Yeah. And I didn't make like dealing with mental health the primary, because I didn't want to just be on mental health TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so I've been very slow on all of this. Um, And so I
0: feel like, yeah, yeah.
1: and just Mm -hmm. the other, somebody commented recently, your content's all over the place because here's a funny video where I say something horrible. Here's me talking about marriage. Here's me talking about being a parent or stay-at-home dad. Here's me talking about mental health. And it's like, yeah, my niche is people who want content that's all over the place. That's because- But that's life and that's that's, what's so great about it. Life and humanity. Mm -hmm. And so I think when it comes to just what I'm going to share, like every almost every video starts with a truth. It starts with like, what's a true thing? This guy honked his horn at me and it fucking sucked and it's been bothering me all day. And so what am I going to do about that? And then, so it started with that. And like every video starts with like, What's the truth? Um, and the truth is this and then I come up with like a really not just not guarded but a way to to not it's not just heart. There's right. also obviously humor. there's also obviously very samurai. witty. Thank you. And yeah. so so yeah, like I'm pretty open about most things. but like if I was doing a live video, I'm gonna answer almost anything somebody asks. Right, but sure. It's different when it's like I'm posting this and then because once you put it out there, it's not yours anymore. It's it's whatever anybody wants to yeah. find and do with it, you have to be willing yeah. to accept. And yes. so so yeah, yeah there's there's a little bit of be careful in there. Yeah, and,
0: I I always say they're never as you're never as bad as they say, you're never as good as they say. Yeah. So I I, like you say, I I lump them, you know, the insults with the compliments in the same category. and, And and as you get to know people and you engage with people and people, you know, become your friends or you get closer to certain individuals, you know what's true and what's right and what's you know, authentic and and yeah. what means something. And so when someone compliments you, you know, oh, okay, you know, they're just not you know feeding me a bag of shit. They're just that that's really a real compliment. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or or the, when there's a criticism, you're not know, like, oh yeah, fuck, I should have done that way. You're right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's good. I want to touch on one more thing because it yeah. is another facet of your life which I find fascinating. Um, and then we'll play a little bit of a little tiny little bit of a game, and then. Um, anything else you want to talk about, but you show a lot of your art and your creative work in your videos. And from hanging, like we said, the piano on the wall, but you do paintings, you take like antiques. Those are some of my favorite videos. You take like thing like things you find um and you you re jig them up and you redo them and you make like lamps and stuff out of them. <laughs> like, well, like I love that. And like the the walls, the wallpaper, the guitars that you hang up, like it's yeah. amazing. Is that always been something you've done or
1: thanks for saying that? It's so yeah. it's so interesting. Um I you know, I think who doesn't have imposter syndrome in some regard, but like right, right. somebody asked me the other day, like, Hey, um, which like color theory palette are you following? And I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I don't, they were like, how do you choose? And I was like, I, I don't know. I said, I have no formal training. And like, if, if you were at my house and looked up close at the wall, you'd be like, Oh, this is really shitty work, Buzz. Like <laughs> this, like, this is like the lines aren't straight and the this and the that stick to the cheese cubes and so yes (laughs) and so like I I it's a weird thing to talk about because I it's all pretty new like I've always been a creative person but like yeah getting to play with a house and just kind of going like um I'm gonna make this or make this you know and film it um there's I love when people say like what you sell like oh it's so fun to watch and so neat and like there's probably only two or three things I've ever made that I've gone like oh I think I'm proud of this like this one's neat but like my parents supported me since well, I think it was like kindergarten it was a craft and I like just grabbed these chunks of wood and glued them together and then like that was it and then I remember the day the teacher said hey buzz you gotta take this home and I was so nervous and insecure so I'm carrying this like sculpture of these just blocks of woods nonsense and I'm on the bus and someone's like what's that I'm like it's my art I made it (laughs) like they're like what and I got home and my parents were like this is amazing we're gonna display this on the living room table like we want everyone to see it and so it's just this incredible affirmation of like competence, like you are doing so good. Yeah. And so like, there's this part of me that's like, feels like, fuck all. Like if I wanna hang a piano upside down, I'm gonna hang a piano upside down. But there's like not a part of me that's like, because I'm this great artist. And so it's really- <laughs> Right, right. you have a humility about it. <laughs> to be receiving like, um, you know, it's, it's like a, well, a real artist would whatever, and it's like, well, what makes a real artist? Is well, just I was just going to say that. Like, well, who says you you're not a real something. artist? Yeah, if you yeah. grab something and make it, you're a real artist. And so, like, there's this fear in me of, like, well, here's here's where it comes from. Um, one, of, one of the, like, lines that I've written for an upcoming script is, um, uh, I spent three years of my life as a full-time professional con man or as the people I worked with called me pastor. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, there was a patch of time where I was faking it Mm -hmm. because it wasn't always like 20 years, there was devout, legit devotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the end, when so much of the faith had fallen apart and the authority of the scriptures, it was like, I don't believe this anymore. Mm -hmm. But I was like, what do I do? My kids, This is all I know how to do. It's all my education is in. I got to figure this out. So there was a few years where I was just fighting to figure it out, knowing. And so every Sunday I'm preaching and I'm having to like twist myself around these scriptures so that I'm not just lying because unfortunately, my parents raised me to be honest. And so like, I have to just kind of work it out. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: having been a fraud legitimately and i i will say i was somewhere 40 to 60 percent con man okay like, some of it was real some of it was totally authentic and like if i got to watch um a, a divorced couple reconcile or something it's like that's beautiful i'm so happy yeah. that i got to yeah. be a part of that or yeah. a child find a safe space for the first time a lot of beauty yeah but yeah. i was a fraud for a lot of it and that fucking sucks Mm-hmm. I hate that that's in me and I'm still releasing that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, anytime that there's like a hint where somebody could say, Well, you're a fraud, if there's any part of me that like thinks that could be true, I'm gonna, it's gonna take some internal development work to like, sure, push it out, right? And so, even hearing that, like, Oh, the love your art, this and this, and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just fucking glued a trumpet to a piece of wood and hung it on the wall. Like I don't know what I'm doing. But people
0: like, love that though. But that's the I thing. love it. That and I love thing. it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, if you if you wanna if you wanna package dog shit and sell it on the street for five bucks a bag, it's put the sticker on it and <laughs> selling.
1: It. it's no, it's whatever
0: I, you like.
1: <laughs> it is, and I I'm getting more comfortable receiving that. Um yeah. and uh and it's, it's really, really been a blast because creativity was dormant in me, um, for one, because I didn't get to really create how I want to create. Like, sure. I would write yeah. jokes or a funny joke would come to me and I'd give it to my brother. I'd be like, hey, you can say this. I can't say this. I can't even put a video and on my It hurts to-
0: my heart. Oh my gosh, to not have that freedom. Yeah.
1: And so like for for decades, it's been totally suppressed. Mm. And so just now... To be coming into this new, you know, where I found this medium that works for me, the humor can be there, the heart can be there, the visual can be there, um, and the storytelling can be there, and and the freedom to just be and say and do whatever. Yeah, it's there, like the it's it's uh, bursting all the um, creativity of like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. Uh, like I, I don't know
0: synapses are firing in the- ah
1: yeah, man yeah. I told yeah. my wife, I was like hey I've got this dance video I want to do where I stomp <laughs> on paint to do a painting as I'm doing this dance like what do you think and and it's like I'm okay. gonna make it and it might go oh my god this is so stupid looking like or I might go this is so great but like I want to do it and so I'm gonna do it um and I love it I do I do love it and so yeah. even if if it doesn't you know, hit, like, I am happy to have just made it legitimately. Yeah. And that's
0: the thing. It's just to get that creativity out. And, and I I always say, do whatever you're interested in. Like if you are an accountant and you want to be in a rock band, but you also want to sell socks as a side job, like fucking do it, like (laughs) Mm -hmm. do everything you want to do because you you know, there's nothing at the end of my life. I don't want to say i regret not doing this i want to say i did this and that was kind of shit i wouldn't do it again or i did that and it was amazing Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: i never want to have any regrets about not doing something
1: Yeah. yeah i really like that one of the um i've been playing with an idea for a post but i'm not sure how i want to go about it because uh i'll get an idea and i go oh is this like um real i want to actually like get on and go hey here's some here's a thought you guys you know love your spouse and try and do it like this or is this one where i'm gonna like curveball them and and trap door them and so um but one of the (laughs) ideas somebody you know somebody commented on that charcuterie thing that said stop teaching us how to cook and teach us how to get bitches and i'd never seen that comment before i'd never seen that
0: and i so i
1: i kind of like laugh i did the response to the comment and kind of laughed and I was like, this is really funny, man. Like partly just because it's like you missed the entire point of this video. Like, like, yeah, this you served. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about it. And yeah. I feel like what you just said, and I don't know, like I'll get an idea and I have to sit with it for a while because part of what went wrong with me as a pastor is I knew the right things to say. Mm. I knew the 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 speech formulas to use. I knew the stories to tell that. that Pre-planned program. It it was really, really just formulaic at the end. And Mm -hmm. so when I come up with an idea, I have to question myself now and go, do I really believe this? Or I just know people will love hearing me say this, you know, but the idea.
0: That's a great observation. That's within Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the,
1: the idea is, you know, if you really wanna know how to like attract a mate and this is male, female, everything, I feel like, like become excellent, like find what you wanna do and like become excellent, become generous, become kind, like just become attractive in these things. And so I love what you said about like, just do what you wanna do. You wanna be in a rock band, be in a rock band, your accountant, you wanna sell socks, sell socks and like, do it well and and because if you're excited about something and really passionate about something you will i i would assume you're going to find somebody in that community because i met i met my wife in a bar right like minutes before everybody met online and so i have no Hmm. idea how people would meet today except for
0: i can tell you it's not easy
1: Yeah. Oh, are you, are you single or? Sadly,
0: sadly single.
1: (laughs) Okay. But like, I feel like, you know, if you're not able to like go become a part of a a rock climbing community or a skydiving community or a pottery community or a book club or something, it's like, I have no idea where you would meet people today. It just, I'm so out of it that, you know, and I met her in a bar, like, (laughs) So, the, the, like, the stereotypical place you don't meet you like and, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so she was uh oh you maybe have heard the story but like we were i was there with my brother derek and we were there to meet another girl that right. had known yes. me the mad vibe but she didn't show up yeah
0: that's and right. so
1: we went and sang christmas carols to the girls at the bar and um would you ladies like to hear some christmas carols and they beth my wife turned around first and she was dating the bartender at the time but like she was like yep <laughs> sing me some Christmas carols and we quickly realized we did not know any lyrics to Christmas carols beyond like the title of the song which is usually the first line so then we were just making up things plot lines about the baby Jesus at Christmas just singing whatever and then we switched to Nat King Cole and then so Beth was like these are my people these the, I like this and so that's how we met um just being silly and goofy but I did a video recently about like hey guys let's just leave women alone like let's leave them alone how about that? and i um i i set the video up as like hey i want to tell you how to have the perfect encounter w- with a woman in public guys and i this was real I, I was i was looking for crows because i have this bet going on with my wife right now where i could befriend oh crow. yeah
0: yeah 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 I'm
1: lo- I lost. I'm going to lose. Yeah, so you seriously. have to watch the whole series by yourself. i going to have to. I oh, think there's a few days yeah. left, but like I have not even seen a crow. And so um, <laughs> I'm at the park look for a crow, and there was this woman roller skating on the tennis courts all by herself, headphones, dancing, s- s- like gliding. And I wanted to go tell her this you, This is elegant. This is beautiful. What a gift you're giving to everybody that gets to see this. Yeah. And I thought... You know what her ideal encounter would be is for me to not go encounter her. And and so like I so I just left her alone and then I was like, Oh, I should tell the story. And so I had to sit and I I had to think, like, I know that the majority of women will like hearing this message. Like oh, this would be great. And so I had to ask, like, do I is this true to me? Is this real to me, or am I just gonna say this because I think the, the women that see my videos will be like, thank you. And I was like, no, I legitimately left her alone because of this. So it's like, this <laughs> is real to me. This is not me pandering. This is not me using a speech formula like I did in the church a lot of times where it was like, I know <laughs> if I talk about, you know, how humiliated I was and how I lowered myself and went back and asked for forgiveness. People are going to be like, that's so beautiful, pastor. And so it's like, you just kind of play up that part of the story and so um good, so for, yeah. us. <laughs> good for us <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah it's so it's interesting man like I'm sure your, your faith is you, you're a beautiful person you, you're really a delight and so I love whatever your faith is like my favorite human being on the planet is like a super devout Christian missionary devoted his whole life to like getting digging wells for remote villages in Africa and like getting teaching these people that brew this illegal liquor and support these alcoholisms in these villages. And he's like, let me teach you how to make bread. And you, you, so you don't need to brew this liquor to make a living. And not only will this provide for your family, but it won't bring all these predators into your home, Mm. you know, where your children are. And so it's like that, that the the faith has inspired him to live like this. His name's Don Rogers. It's called Empowering Lives International is the name of his organization.
0: Amazing. And it's,
1: it's yeah and so like i could care less what he believes if that's sure. what he's doing yeah like, yeah if Mormonism led him to that if buddhism or jehovah's witness or fucking a cult i would be like good <laughs> you're, you're just do you're, not
0: drink cool. the kool-aid do you're, not yeah. drink the kool-aid that's all i'm gonna say like the kool-aid <laughs> If you smell yeah.
1: fire get out <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what how nuts did you see this is totally side dorian but there's i think a a sex cult documentary called "The Vow." Have you seen it?
0: Was the, was that not the one with the actress who was involved in that, and she was there recruiting people?
1: Was yes, yes. yes.
0: I br- I briefly saw that. Yes. I briefly saw that. I don't. I don't watch a lot of. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV or a lot of news. I, I've had some some pretty interesting careers in my life. That if I don't need to see that outside of work. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, but,
1: yeah, okay, yeah. 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 There used be a lot of darkness. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, I said cult and that popped into my head. but so so yeah, like I love I love that faith. I love your faith and I hate the faith of the people that like are bigots and um, unloving and judgmental. and and it's like even when I was in the church, I was like, what is this? Mm. How do you get any part of the message of Jesus and become like, Telling people, they seem to rejoice to tell people they're going to go to hell. Like
0: we I, need a, we just need a T-shirt that says, "Just you do you." Yeah, you do you.
1: I wish, <laughs> I wish we can embrace that. So yeah.
0: Well, let's let's play a quick little game before we head on out because we've been almost almost two hours. I think we've got, no. wow. been two hours. It's been amazing. I've been really enjoyed this conversation. Um, okay, it's a, it's called word association because you're very witty. And so I think this is a perfect game for you. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say a word and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Let's do it. Okay. Balloon. Popcorn. Mustard. Cloud. (laughs) Guitar. Me. Paisley. Pasty. Unicorn. My daughter. Glue. What was it? Glue. Elmer's. Sparkles. Fourth of July. French toast,
1: um, French doors, Muppets, happiness,
0: phenomenon,
1: uh, John Travolta,
0: ooh, family,
1: uh, my wife, love, uh, Lowe's,
0: <laughs> hippopotamus, dangerous, ooh, pottery, oh pot, world, globe. People?
1: Ooh, <laughs> that's my response to these days. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Simultaneously, the source of my greatest joy and my source of my greatest frustration.
0: The last one is joy.
1: Yeah, Bethy. Aww, so, I yeah, she's got a couple of shots in there.
0: I love that. Yeah. Buzzy, thank you so much for co hosting with me today and doing this show with me. I've had a blast. This has been a yes. phenomenal conversation. I've really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, as have I. You're a delight. And part Thank of me wants too. to start a podcast just so I can have you on and just ask you all the questions. I I'm not it. going to. I don't no. actually want to have a podcast. No. but
0: We don't have time for that. No.
1: But <laughs> I am so <laughs> interested in hearing more about this. And so, oh, okay. Yes. Let me throw this on the table. Sure. I would like to have a podcast for one episode and I want to only air it on your podcast channel and it's going to be this exactly but just me interviewing you. Let's so if do it. You're willing to yes. post your podcast of just me interviewing you then that will do that.
0: Yes, let's do it. I'm a yes person. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Cuz you're a therapist, you're a we're a lawyer? Are you a lawyer?
0: I worked in the legal field for some time. Yes. I
1: heard you say you represent some clients <laughs> and, so, and then you're a do you do comedy and you do this? People are
0: trying, people are trying to get me to do a stand-up. I'm working on it. Um, yeah, I, uh, so just briefly as I decided a few years ago that I was just going to take my own advice and I was just going to do everything that I was interested in. Um, I had a lot of wasted years. We won't get into that just yet, but I, I just thought, you know what? no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do every single thing that interests me, that brings me joy, that I have an inkling towards, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all. So it's not uncommon that I get a message from friends or people around me that I I open my phone and they go, you're selling nuts now? <laughs> what, you make cards now? Yes. You have a card business? Yes, I do. <laughs> Do you and, uh, yeah, all oh, I have it all, yeah, I have it all set up, <laughs> so, I'll send you the inf- the info if you want to check out some of the cards, but anyways, but it, that's not an uncommon thing that you know, like like I might go to bed t- tonight, well, that's a lie, I don't sleep, but when I'm in bed not sleeping, <laughs> I might think that um I'm gonna make I don't know rainbow stickers, and I'm gonna open a sticker shop, and so that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow and <laughs> and I'll just do
1: that so. Do you design your own cards? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have a place that you get them made, and then you ship no, them out. No, I make out. them all <laughs> myself.
0: I make them all myself. I design them all. I make them all. I package them all. And uh, how it's do a, you print them or oh, stamp them? I have print. um I have the printing uh, machines. Oh. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, sublimation and printing machines and the car creaser and stuff. So
1: yeah. I have an idea. I I won't tell you about it now, um, or I could, but like I have an idea specifically for a greeting card I would uh, love it based on my color wall and um and so if you would want to um, make it I will promote it on my page as like hey it. merch it's a greeting card so <laughs> I will uh I will email you or text you or whatever um Definitely. For the idea. and then if you like it uh we'll run with it
0: good for us <laughs> <laughs> Tell people where they can find you, all of your stuff, all, anything you want to shout out.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so I hang out at the Sprouts a lot. Okay, if great. You guys wanna, if you want to buy the yogurt ever, I will be over there. <laughs> okay. um, Buzz Funk this is on I love TikTok. You. And um, on Instagram, it's Buzzy Funk, because somebody else, I you know, already had Buzz Funk. And I didn't, I didn't know TikTok was going to do what it was, or else I would have picked the same name across the board or whatever but yeah um so buzzy funk on the the instagram and then uh Funk on tiktok buzzfunk on tiktok
0: all right well my friend i'm sure this is not going to be the last time we speak and i've enjoyed every minute of this thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule yeah. um, i really appreciate it and i really appreciate you
1: yeah thanks friend this was wonderful <laughs> you're so affirming and um yeah and this was great yeah. When you first sent me uh, an invitation, I was like, could you send me a sample of your thing? Because I told my wife, I was like, I got to make sure she's not like a white nationalist or something. Like know, what am I getting into? So, so yeah, you're great. And I am excited to interview you on the one Buzzcast that that will be on your channel.
0: Love it.
1: You're
0: Have a great night.
1: Thank you, my friend.
0: What a Bye-bye.